connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to Le Cadeau Podcast. My name is Becca Begno, and today my guest is Mel. And Mel and I are on, on such a first-name basis that I can't even tell you what her last name is. <laughs> What's your last name, Mel? <laughs> my name is Melody. Uh, sometimes I go by McMath. <laughs> it's originally Carbuxia, and then more recently it will become Nap. Wow. <laughs> Carbuccia. I have you in my telephone as Melanie Tribe Collective. Well, that's also my name. <laughs> so today it was Mel Collective. That's how the, and I thought it was so funny. I really need to get to know your last name. So, <laughs> well, it's hard because I'm like in such transition it's that, okay. um, Mel is I'm just good. going by Mel at the moment until I figure it all out. <laughs> so the, the podcast that I do, is um, an opportunity for me to talk to people that are local or people that I come into contact with, even if they aren't local, and and share with um, with whoever listens and is interested about healing in general, and 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 what is healing for you. And um, you and I met um, some years ago. Uh, about th- two and a half years ago now. Yeah, did two we meet at the outside at some event? Do you remember? No, we did not meet at an outside event. We met in my house. In your for house for a new moon ceremony. Your house? Uh huh. Oh wow! I forgot about yeah. Those are met. Wow! In your <laughs> backyard. Yeah, you had the th- I remember that now. Uh-huh. How cool! Are you still living there? <clears throat> I'm still living there. Um, actually, my house just got broken into last night. Oh, don't you hate that? I've never had that happen before, so I don't know how I feel about it. Because the TV was given to me, and so was the PlayStation, and I had just moved it in. We used it once, and it was stolen. It was a giant, giant TV. Probably didn't belong in my house. I haven't had a TV in there in over three years, but. With the new bonus son, I was like, well, let's watch a movie. We'll go pick up this TV that was given to me. And within a month, it's gone, which to me, I could be really mad at the person who did it. But at the end of the day, I'm just kind of like, I knew that that wasn't the spirit of the house or how I am. Like, (laughs) what am I doing with this giant 3D screen TV anyway? So I hope they're enjoying it. They left all the glasses, though, if they want to come pick them up. Well, cool. (laughs) So we met at your house, and then we met in public a bunch of times. Yep. That was kind of where we solidified, I think. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So tell me, um, you know, this, what I, this podcast is called Le Cadeau, Le Cadeau Podcast. Mm -hmm. So it's about, Le Cadeau is French for the gift. Mm. And so it's about the gift of healing, however that shows up for people. Oh, okay. And so I have these been having myself gatherings once a month when I'm able for I guess uh, over 10 years I, I, I won't I won't say exactly what I think because I might be incorrect but anyway and it was it's a place for people who want healing need healing or do healing to gather okay and so 
this podcast is an extension of that, and it's right. it's a gathering between two people, you and I, for the community who listens. So um, recently, I wanted to move away from my house to have the gatherings in a in a public place. And that way, um, I, I don't know. I always wanted to do that, and the time came, and you and I met. Yeah, and so. We are together as the tribe collective and the the healing arts, arts collective, collective, which is my uh, my web site, to to bring a bigger collective to us. So, what do you want to tell me about healing? What do you do with healing? I know you sell healthy foods. Tell me something. Right. Well, um, I think that healing comes from from any place that we choose to have that perspective. I think healing is a perspective. Exactly. Um, so like even I look at yesterday with, you know, the, this person's, you know, breaking into my house, there's an opportunity for me to heal parts of me where I don't maybe have trust or have faith that I am safe, you know, and that I am secure and that, you know, I have what I need, not what I want, you know, that kind of thing. So, what I think about healing is beyond its perspective is what happens when you have a collective, it's healing arts gatherings and, um, or healing arts collective. And it's awesome because we have so many people uh-huh. in the world who like just need that community to come to. Right. And for me, I have the, I have a space, you know? So it's like you wanted to get out of your house, but I wanted to get, I wanted to have things happen in the space. Um, so tribe collective is a really awesome little joint that we have here in Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, it's called, um, tribe collective because it's a collective of tribes. So we actually have like four businesses inside. And so one of them is, um, emerge juice, which is my food based company, um, that I do cold press juices, raw foods, um, superfoods, um, foods for healing, that sort of thing. And then there's also a gluten-free bakery. Um, Acadiana grilled cheese does amazing grilled cheese sandwiches. So amazing. (laughs) (laughs) From like two to four on Friday and Saturday, or I'm sorry, four to seven on Fridays and Saturdays only, but it's like the tiniest window, but it's so worth it and death decadent. Like that Boudin Wrangler. Oh my God, my mouth is watering and I'm so disappointed I'm going to miss it this Friday, but it's there. And then um, we have Car Macaroons, which is a vegan bakery who's also in there, you know, using space. So it's basically like everybody, your form of healing, come, let's share it in this space to heal the tribe, to heal the community. And so with food, my thing is let's empower people because um, while food is a form of is a form of healing you physically, it's also a way to uh, heal you mentally and emotionally because it empowers us in a way that allows us to to move past some things that maybe keep us going back to the doctor over and over and over again or that keep us. Um, chained to unhealthy eating habits and right so you're talking about healthy eating yeah mm -hmm. so for example like uh juices and stuff Uh uh-huh yeah 
Um, so like juices and stuff, that's one of the things that like when you have a cold pressed juice, you're having, you know, a two pound salad broken down into a 12 ounce juice that you just drink. That's so much easier and it gives you a little more control over your day versus, Oh, I'm in a rush. I don't have time to stop anywhere and get, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go pick up a sandwich at McDonald's or whatever. Exactly. So when I say I thought we met outside, I thought we met, well, because we have met at music venues and at the horse farm in Lafayette. We have a place that opens every um, Saturday morning and they have um, fruits and vegetables, but people sell their wares, homemade Mm -hmm. things, and you had your booth there. And so it's like, I trust you. (laughs) And like, I don't want to do homework. And I don't want to learn all this kind of what you have to learn to become a healthy eater. I just, so there's also something about, you're not saying this, but I'm going to say it. Your knowledge is behind everything you do. Right. We like to say, we think you drink. That's cool. (laughs) I never knew that, but it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to know. I don't have to choose. I can take what I like that tastes good. And I've tasted a few and I never had any I didn't like. Yeah. Well, and it's the world we live in today too. It's like, we are so overloaded with information. I mean, think about how many things from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep that you're advertised for that you're going to, I mean, like that's so much brainwave. That's so much of your brain capacity being taken over. Right. And so one of the things that we like to do is everything I do is a little sometimes too deep and maybe a little too complicated for people. You go through all this research and you figure it it out so I can just get something healthy. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day. Like mama's cooking. That's kind of the goal. It's always good. Right, it is always good. Healthy mama's cooking. I know. That's cool. I just had food from my mom's house yesterday that was healing in a whole other way. So where Mm. does your mama live? She lives in Baton Rouge. That's where I'm originally from. Okay, so another thing is, how did you get to Lafayette? Because you're not necessarily from here. Right. So what was the draw here? I actually moved to Lafayette almost kicking and screaming. From? From Baton Rouge. I had been working in the film industry for a while, and then I had to go back to school, and I was at LSU, and budget cuts were happening, and it was taking me longer and longer to graduate. So over time, I ended up uh, finally graduating after two years, which should have taken six months. But during that time, I met a really amazing guy. Um, his name is Zach McMath. He's doing some really interesting ways of healing the community as well. We could talk about that in a minute. Um, with Acadiana Food Hub and Incubator Kitchen and really supporting people in their dream. But uh, we met and we got married. And he's from Lafayette. And there is apparently this thing that when you're from Lafayette, you always come back to Lafayette. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, it's an Acadiana thing, but yeah, I don't know what it is. It's a phenomenon that is inexplainable, but yeah. It is. It's such a vortex. And so growing up in Baton Rouge, I was a little LSU girl, pretty preppy in my ways, you know, polo shorts and straight hair all the time and my pearl earrings. And that was the way it was. And I always thought that I would move to New Orleans to continue working in the film industry. I never thought I would go to a smaller town, <laughs> but here I am. And uh, so he brought me here. And after 
about six months of being here, I started finding little treasure holes of places um, along like a camellia house was one of them. Mm -hmm. Oh God, what a vortex there of like a community of people who are so vulnerable with each other and um, can really be together. uh, So as we speak, Mm -hmm. we need to explain to people who may not be from here. The camellia house Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. a place where an acupuncturist, John A. Bear Mm -hmm. bought a house that used to belong to the Begno family in Lafayette and converted this beautiful two-story house at the end of Jefferson Boulevard, not Jefferson Street. And he has um, different um, people that modalities work there. Different healing. modalities. There's there's people who do healing work, people who do yoga, people who Rolfing, do uh, estheticians. Welch. Yeah, um, he's got an esthetician there. I have a friend from Baton Rouge who comes and rents space from him occasionally, and, and she does a women's health work. So it's Pilates, a it's a community yoga. based exactly mm-hmm. a lot of so it's but it's home yeah mm-hmm. when uh, you go in there it's like it's home it, it is really home. is and and that was the thing when I first got to Lafayette and I was like very grumpy a lot of the time and uh, and I still worked in Baton Rouge so I was really only here like three days a week and then four days the following week I could give you some slack there because just driving an hour from here to Baton Rouge could make anybody grumpy but anyway okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's true especially nowadays it was oh. not like that back it's, in the day yeah. I mean I never nowadays. a one hour commute for us is a big commute okay right well and it's funny because now getting to Baton Rouge sometimes it's like two three hours it's exactly crazy. So anyway, uh, but yeah, so, and John was so open and sweet and so was Jessica Walsh there and a couple other people who were uh, posted up in there when I first came and I just loved it. And I was like, this is, um, Elise Wise Morgan, she does Pilates. Mm-hmm. So I started getting Pilates training and like, there was a lot of health things that were happening with me at the exactly. time. And, you know, as most of us wounded you know, healing wounded warriors is, you know, kind of our modality into healing. It's what ushers us Mm -hmm. in. And, um, I had my own, um, I had a really good friend. He had been sick a long time before and he had been on his healing journey for like eight years. So over time we've been having these conversations about the potential of food being something that heals you versus medication. And, um, and I was stuck. No medication. You know, if there was food, they would have told me. If there was solutions, they would have told me. Like, mm-hmm. and that was my mentality. And so for a while, it took me a while to hear what he was saying. Yeah, but you were an LSU girl who knew some things, All right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was, and I and I really loved science and. Uh, but I loved science in a different way. And so after many discussions with he and I, and then finally one day I did a juice cleanse. Ooh. And it, I have something called atopic dermatitis. It's a dry, patchy skin parts that have been, like this one on my leg has been here for over 15 years. I forget that it's even there. I mean, I know it, but I don't know it. And... um it started to go away and I'll never forget the day I was sitting there with the doctor that I worked for and his friends and they were talking about open heart surgery and 
all this stuff and we're sitting at this restaurant talking about it and they're talking about it like opening the chest of someone like it's candy and they're like oh yeah he's recovering and oh I just did a surgery the other day and I'm like the lighting was even weird that day (laughs) it felt surreal and I was in the middle of my cleanse I was like five days in and they brought the food out and I wasn't eating and they're like oh why aren't you eating and my doctor was like, he's like, um, he's like, oh, she's on a cleanse or fast or something. She's trying to kill herself, but she's not under my watch. Jokingly, of course. And it was in that moment that it like clicked for me. Like, yeah, we have these like aha moments. I got you. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, why is this? Why is that so strange that I'm going to do an ancient thing of fasting and he wants no part of that he doesn't want to be responsible and please don't tell anybody you talk to me about this i do not approve but you're doing it and you might kill yourself right but you know that was a joke but yeah but there was some truth in humor and we're talking about cracking open and messing around with like the number one organ in the body (laughs) okay like thoracic surgery yeah beyond the bones yeah so and i i sat there for a second and i said i was like yeah, but y'all are talking about open heart surgery like it's candy from a baby. But I don't eat for a couple of days, and that's crazy. And they all kind of looked at me like, how dare you, little girl, because they're all older men. They were kind of like, what are you doing? You know, like, what are you saying? And so, of course, to save face, I was just like, I don't know, but I'm just a crazy hippie kid. Like, Of course, because... Yeah, and you were standing. All, you were standing in your truth and what's going on, and you couldn't really. You did. You weren't trying to stand up to them, but no. Wow, but just how be cool truthful. is that? So then, then they all kind of it broke. You know, they all yeah. laughed and went back to their conversations. But that moment sticks with me because in that moment, I saw through sur- surrealty. I saw real. Exactly. You know, and. I was like, man, this is so twisted. So about seven days or eight days in, I started seeing a huge improvement on my leg. Right. The atopic dermatitis that I've had for, at that point, probably 10 or 11, 12 years maybe, um, was going away significantly. And I was like, what are the odds? And he was like, oh, it's a coincidence. I'm like, wow, okay. Well, after that, it went away almost completely. And I started adding things back to my diet. And when I added back gluten, it returned. And when I added back dairy, my acne returned. Wow. And I had like severe cystic acne, like very, very severe. I even tried Accutane, which Mm -hmm. is super toxic for the body. And it was still no good. Um, So, yeah. So then I ended up getting – so I ended up sticking to that and like – adjusting my diet and now i know this giant spot that i have on my nose is because i had gluten the other day so the the reality is that you needed to change your diet so you could get healthier Mm -hmm. and then you got into the film industry after that no i was already in film at that after before that point okay and then it was after that that i was in school and i worked for this doctor um okay yeah during that time so Uh, And it was during that time that I discovered this. So what happened was I started 
doing film, I started doing, um, started getting a little healthier. Was doing Pilates training because I'd already moved to Lafayette and discovered Camellia House and Elise uh, Morgan at the time. And she was kind of helping me, guiding me to like the different places where I could go and train. So I started training and um, I really enjoyed it. So I started taking clients on in Baton Rouge on certain days that I was there. Two of them were doctors, oddly enough. And you were taking clients on as what? For Pilates training. To, oh, okay. To complete my my out my certification okay. hours. And two of them were doctors, and it was so interesting because they would come to me, and I I'm those that kind of person. Like, I have this going on. I'm going to research it to figure out what is the chemical process, what is the base, what is right. the like, what's happening in the body until what's the solution you yeah know? you can do my homework that's what i'm talking about you did my homework yeah. i just trust you sister thank you very much and that's <laughs> the thing and two um we can get into that part uh the little like um the intuitive side later too right. as well but um because that's something that really i'm more at adept at but um they would come in they'd ask me all these questions about losing weight and, da, 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 and all this stuff and finally one day i looked at them and i was like ladies and I'd heard from a lot of the, the healthy community, which I still wasn't part of, that, oh, you know, doctors, they don't get proper training on health, on like what the health of food is and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, right. They're doctors. They go to school forever. You know, like that's not true. And I work for a doctor and like he seems pretty knowledgeable about a lot of things, you know. Not that in particular, but, you know, exactly. that's not the kind of doctor that he is. So, okay. Well, I end up asking them. I'm like, okay, ladies, y'all come to me every week with these new questions. Y'all are the doctors. Y'all tell me. And they're like, well, we don't know. And I was like, okay, well, like, how many hours of nutrition did you get in school? And one of them tells me, she's like, oh, I took like four hours or three hours in undergrad. And then the other one was like, oh, we didn't take, I didn't have, I didn't take any. Yeah. I'm like, that's not even a prerequisite for Mm -hmm. her particular uh, degree. She didn't have to. And then I said, okay, well, how many hours of pharmacology did you get? And she was like, oh, that's a whole year of residency for both of them. And there's a, there is. Uh, relationship between the food you eat and the drugs you take. Oh, absolutely. Well, but I mean, they never they learned both. any of that because they did learn about nutrition, even right. though they know everything about pharmacology. And so when we go to a doctor, we have to understand that their practice and what they know is limited by their education. It's true. And yeah. we need to just, just respect that their, their education is limited. It is. And, I mean, and we can't only... hold it against them if all they can do is prescribe medicine and perform surgery. That's what they were trained to do. Well, and they're called medical doctors because that's what they it's do. It's not wrong. And they're, so, a lot of them are good at it. And they are. And I think the thing is, and some people, and there's now some really great programs that are developing out in California specifically. I have mm-hmm. a friend who's out at one called Bastier. And they do a dual enrollment program where you become a naturopath in whatever specific alternative healing you want, as well as becoming an MD. So you're just so much more well-rounded, but it's 
taken us a while to get to similar enough terms, I think. I do believe that. Vocabulary to be able to cross those two mediums. And, and it's not you against me. Right. It's not you, the doctor, against me, the traitor. Right. Oh, yeah. no, absolutely. It, we're all in this together. I have doctors. I go to see them regularly. I'm glad I always had them. They will always be my friends. Mm-hmm. I hope I can only see them for checkups and not a need. Mm-hmm. But if I need, they're there. Right. And so all this natural training is not in any way meant to replace, but to add to, to integrate with. Integrative medicine is the yeah. the latest buzzword for that. Well, and that's what we're looking towards. You know, yeah. and that's kind of the time of what's happening now. Is right. We're entering into that phase and it's really, it's really beautiful. And I would love to know more about you being a traitor as well. And if, you know, we can get into that because that's, um, that's a whole other form of healing. That's like, that's, you know, sometimes the doctors need that kind of healing. Well, you know, when I have, I'm a cancer survivor Mm. and I've had cancer three different times. And so my oncologist retired <laughs> well, i'm glad you know yeah. he's alive and well so my he retired and during the course of him being my doctor i worked on him a couple of times he has no issues with what i do and who i am mm-hmm. and a lot of people believe in their minds that all doctors hate everything else and that we should be suspicious of all doctors and i never felt that no. You know, I'm happy he was my oncologist. I trusted him like I trust you. Mm-hmm. And initially with my diagnosis, he said, if you want a second opinion, you can get it. But if you would go to MD Anderson, this is the protocol they would follow. I'm like, I don't need to go anywhere. And so he and I have a respectful relationship. And we, and we always have. And that is available if you don't perceive the other person as your enemy. Right. And that's kind of where I, um, that I had my first, uh, I had a modified right radical mastectomy October 2nd in 1989. Do the math. My we're sister's in, that old. We're in 2017. <laughs> I'm your sister's age. So, so. From 89 to 17, this October 2nd will be that many years. I'm still here. I'm happy to be here, you know, and my doctors are still my friends. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. So when you spoke of food and then you spoke of the intuitive method, do you use intuition when you're making the food or as you studied? It's really interesting because what will come to me is somebody will come to me with a need. Mm-hmm. And it's very strange, but I'll sort of download information understanding why i don't know and then i will go back and and sometimes it'll be a specific food or sometimes it'll be a combination uh-huh excuse me um sometimes it'll be a combination of foods or a combinations of systems that need to be working more in correlation with each other um for example so you get somebody, what i'll call a ping like this is the little thing that you, you that it just sort of comes to you in the middle yeah, of the yeah it just okay. sort of comes you know you tell me oh I'm, I'm having trouble with inflammation and some blood pressure stuff okay well immediately like some beets and like a heartbeat juice and 
turmeric tonic with a fermented side will help to like kind of cross balance these two things or whatever it is. And so then what will happen is I'll know that and know, oh, it's this hormone or it's this like reaction that's happening in the body. And then I'll have to go back and research it. But I don't have the words necessarily. Exactly. Because when you just know things, you know things. Then you, and what I'm finding out is that the healing work I do has always been something, but you can't exactly say what, what it is. Right. Because there are no words. And And then science can then support this. And, and then the explanation can come later. Meanwhile, we get to help the people. Right. Well, and that's kind of what happens with me. And like, I'm so. Because I don't know, and I I came into my intuition about the same time I came into this field mm-hmm. that are understanding my intuition more. I don't, I didn't have a lot of faith in my intuition ever. Well, before. let me ask you this. Did any of your training train you to trust yourself? No. You know, training as a scientist, training in all these schools, working with these doctors. We're trained to be so analytical and right. with that analysis comes a belief in science that isn't really honest. Because well, analytical today, and to be validated. Right. But what, what I was going to say is oh. we grew up believing that scientific empirical studies is valid. And now we know that the person doing the experiment affects the outcome. Oh, absolutely. So all that stuff we thought was empirical, and and it, it would have gotten different results depending on who's doing the research. So we understand there is some sort of unexplainable aspect to science, and that science itself can explain the whole spiritual, intuitive nature of healing. So we are not at odds anymore. We are in support of each other. Mm-hmm. We exist at the same time till we can both be trusted. And I think that if I had to say that anything I ever did all along since I've been doing the healing work I did was to be as much as I could trustworthy. And I hear that in you. You got some information, but you had to make sure it was valid and explainable to them before you even shared it. Because as people come to us, Mm -hmm. they're not going to come to us because we have a shingle or a reputation. or Mm -hmm. They're going to come to us because we can be trusted. Mm. And and I think that trust is the bridge yeah. In, in helping this integrative medicine become. It's does that true. make sense to you? It does. So the logo, We never spoke this much ever. No. Well, the logo, <laughs> for example, for Emerge is uh, the it's the DNA double helix. Right. But one side, there are two S's, right? Because it's just that one little fragment of it. But the two S's is spirit and science. There you so go. The I never sides. knew that. And then the rungs are the connector pieces of information that come from either one side or the other or both and that help us to... The bridges. The bridges, yeah, to help us to to communicate. Because as we get more and more, as we become more comfortable again with our spirituality, and I say again because I feel like that was our way of being for so long, uh-huh. and we've strayed from it and now that we're returning through social media, through all kinds of stuff, we're uh, regaining a new vocabulary for it that we can now integrate it with 
scientific understanding. Yes. And because we, you look at the Bible and like sometimes you read the Bible and you're like, it's so metaphorical. It's so you're like, what are they even really talking about? Um, right. It's one of the reasons that I love ancient um, Sanskrit texts because they are a little more scientific with their verb verbs and their language. And when you look back and we look back at like Ayurvedic stuff, mm -hmm. right, which is the ancient study of medicine in that area, it like it's like, oh, turns out Ayurveda was right again, you know, as exactly. we discover all this stuff out with science. So now. that what we're doing is not discovering anything new. Right. But recovering or rediscovering, or rediscovering what has always yeah. been, but maybe in another form or in another culture. Yeah. Oh, I like to say. Um, so powerful. Magic is simply undiscovered science. Right. right. You know, it's the idea that like. And science is undeclared magic. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's like. It's like, oh, you know, look at this thing or there's this thing we can't explain. It's magic until we find a way in our new physical realm. Because, right, we're trying to bring stuff down from other realms into the physical to be able to explain it and show it. Right. And so as we go about this process, it's like, oh, we start discovering like, oh, it's science. Now science has discovered why this is exactly it did not create it it no. simply discovered why it is exactly and so um and that's that's one of the things that changed my mindset when i when my intuitive nature started to happen and then because then i realized oh if you work with that intuitive nature you're more likely to get um an interesting uh, you you can get down to like get to just the pinpoint of the question. It's a ping because there's it's so many times. And, right. It's pure, unfiltered, and it comes yeah. to you. Exactly. So you don't have to do all this research and choose and think which one would fit this. Right. The one that fits come to you, and then you explain it. Explain that makes why. sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you think about this, and it's like, okay, I have this task that I need to do. How do I go about it? Well, maybe you're asking all the wrong questions. Exactly. You know, uh, I read one time, it was a while back, and I remember having the thought then and then reading an article a couple years later, but scientists were looking for carbon-based life elsewhere. And I was like, why not look for any kind of life that may not look like the life we have here because it could be totally different? And then sure enough, they came out with um, some studies that they discovered of different types of, about two years later, different types of life forms that were not carbon-based. Because based. the me molecular makeup was not carbon-based. Hello, right. but it was still so, life. But it's still alive. So it's funny because we we go into these ideas of, oh, this is what I'm looking for, only to discover, oh, I had no idea what I was asking about. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it's funny because as I run a business even today, or several businesses, it happens all the time. Right. I ask this question, well – why didn't I get – and then all of a sudden I'm given this other answer and I'm like, well, what? Exactly. I asked this question, didn't really ask that question. Okay, fair enough. Like, you know, so it's it's an interesting way to be. And also I, I have seen this mm -hmm. in, 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 in my life. Like it's like mm, the whole traitor thing. A, a traitor is a word that in, in the French-French language, a traitor is a caterer. Mm. Okay, 
Here, a treteur is someone who treats, and it's spelled T-R-A-I-T-E-U-R. Mm-hmm. It's a folk healer. Well, I was already trained in Reiki. I was already trained in healing touch. I was already trained in a number of modalities when someone asked me if I was a treteur. And I'm like, oh, no, but I wish because my grandfather was. And she said, would you like the prayer? And, of course, I said, yes. Okay. So am I supposed to then that I learned something new that is a part of my culture that was carried by my grandfather who died before Passing it, passing it on. Am I supposed to f- leave behind everything else I knew so I could be that? No, it's all of that is what exactly. creates you. Exactly. Yeah. But as a social, as a society, as a religion, as a culture, we don't yeah. want to identify with the next thing. So we right. want to leave it behind. Okay? Yeah. So when science gave us pasteurization, sterilization, antibiotics, penicillin, all of those things, we just said, basically, we're going to go there and it's going to solve all our problems. And then we turned our back on rest, eating, back rubs, um, taking your time. <laughs> you know. We, and then medicine got even more, and now we have, what do we have? Uh, you can go to the hospital and... You can be there for 2.5 days, depending on your diagnosis. Even if you bleed or you have fever, that doesn't matter. So now you have insurance companies that are dictating how we can be treated. We we abandoned what we had and created something based on what didn't work. Because it's true that maybe we do have um, um sterilization and we understand the germ theory that we didn't have before but it doesn't mean you don't get infections in the hospital right and we still need to just care and let people rest and find out from the person who's sick what they really need Mm -hmm. so we often just decide to disregard what was like when judaism became a religion they discarded the whole whatever was there before because now we have one God. Mm. And then when Christ was born, there was sort of a discarding of the connection to the Jewish faith because, you know, we have this Messiah. And then the Protestants had to break away in their way. And, and everybody that breaks away wants a break. That has to be so obvious. And sometimes we're just discounting things that we should carry with us all the time and just add on. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a consolidated. So you're talking it's about our merging. DNA theory. Yeah, and that's why we that's why we emerge. You know, is because it's a DNA theory. It's what we have been. We carry around our DNA from all of the past lives, from exactly. all of the information. Like we derive our information. Yes, of course, science nowadays helps us to dictate and to express to people what's happening in the body in a language that they're more comfortable with, perhaps. But at the same time, a lot of the the concepts and the you know things actually come from Ayurvedic knowledge. Way old things, exactly. Which and is, storytellers. You know, yeah, absolutely. And and people that knew things because they carry the information in their body and they never wrote it anywhere. Right. You know, like like cultures without words. It's true that we know have great power and 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 have a great way of serving the people but then that doesn't matter anymore because now we have all this language and if you can't express it this way then that can't be smart right so we've turned our back on wisdom on wisdom and it's funny because we we try so hard to 
to become smarter, but we don't necessarily always listen. Mm-mm. Um, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, giving them some tips on what they were working on because I had already done the work. And <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> and they they were like, "Oh no, 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 no I got it. I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna." I'm like, "Okay, but what I'm telling you is, you don't have to." But they couldn't even hear me say. You don't have to do the 10 steps that you are physically talking about. You don't have to do that because I have done it. It's here in this like, you know, present and in this way. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't even consider opening the box of tools. That would be easier. Which would be easier. But because they had no awareness of what was actually in the box and how the box could help them. They refused to look. And that's what we try to do is we try to package information in a way that's super accessible and not scary so that people will look. Because at the end of the day, we can all try to change the insurance system. We can all try to change the medical system. We can all try to change all these wonderful things. Okay, my problem with that tactic is we're taking on giants and at the end of the day how many people just thinking about your own personal life how many people do you know are employed by the medical industry more than the oil industry and we're in oil central but if you think about it nurses oh okay but what about the people who Drive the trucks that take the lab reports everywhere. What about the people who work at the labs? What about the people who sell the the instruments? What about the accounting people who run the sales of the instruments? Exactly. I right. mean, it's a business. It goes, yeah, it goes so far back. And it's massive. And people are like, oil, oil, oil. I'm like, Psh, think about shutting down the medical field overnight. Yeah. But the right. thing is, as, as these institutions have their problems, we can be working on solutions. And that one day, we, we if, if we don't buy into the insanity of changing everything and trying to invent something new and just keep working simply on what we understand and with other people in a healing community, then they'll have something to merge with when they're ready to merge. Well, and that's is kind that, of... Uh, is that how you see that? That's It's kind of a goal like that. So what's, yeah. what I see but happening... But not even a goal. It's just how we have to do. Well, the, the way I see it is we can't focus on stopping a giant freight train. Exactly. But if I have a single cart that I'm in charge of, I can clean it up and I can take it out of the line. And that's one less line link that has to be managed, that has to be, that's feeding a greater piece. With that as well, I'm empowering myself. I had a, I had a, heard a great saying once, and it was, um, who's more likely to survive? A surfer or a Joe on a boat? And the answer is the surfer. Why? Because the surfer has tools that even if he lost his boat, he will survive. Right. He has tools that can't be taken away from him because they are innate within him. Right. So my thing is to empower the person with the knowledge so that when they do go to a place where they have to make their own choice, because that's going to happen. I can't, Mel can't ride around in your pocket telling you what to eat all the time or telling right. you what to do all the time. But if I empower you with the knowledge of why I told you to eat that, 
then that little piece of knowledge is going to reside in your head. And that information is just for you. So if you tell me, Hey, I'm dealing with, um, with feeling happy today, I'm going to tell you, okay, that's serotonin levels. That's some gut stuff. Cause that's where most of our serotonin is produced. So the next time you feel that way, you're going to remember that little tidbit of information and be like, I'm going to avoid that fried food today because I'm already feeling a little down or whatever the case may be. So when you do this with people and you give them um, counsel, Mm -hmm. do you have a job or do you just, are you just sharing your knowledge? I'm just sharing my knowledge at this point because I haven't figured out how to make it. I'm still working on my own vulnerability and trust within myself. Right. And I mean, I do healing work, but, we we have done work in and been hosted at hospitals. I, I just took something that was um, in the hospital in uh, New Orleans at Ashna Baptist. I did Healing Touch for Babies, which is Ooh. didn't exist when I first began. And we've had a Holistic Wellness Network in Lafayette that was hosted at Our Lady of Lourdes, which is a local hospital. So, you know, there have been times when they're coming together, but, but like you, I just have chosen to maintain doing what I do and share when I can mm-hmm. in in the community of whoever wants to hear. I think if I'm I not could... trying to hang a shingle and and become something that people can go to and I, I'm waiting for the insurance to cover me. That's right. No, not... I don't see myself ever being covered by insurance necessarily, nor would I want to, I think, because there is a value um to when you have you or I have to work hard for something and we have to there's an energetic exchange of like I'm turning my finances over to you because I believe in your service that's innate where when you go to the doctor and you don't have that exchange because the insurance is paying for the majority or all of it you know there's a less res- there's almost like a a less innate respect for it so it's seen more as a product than a service you think maybe uh, a product or you know it's a service but it's more like you know how many times do you get a medication that is happen to be covered by your insurance and you don't pay much for it so you maybe don't take it like you should right cuz you're like oh you know it was only 10 bucks right. or it was only you know I don't know, maybe a hundred bucks. It depends. It depends on who, who you are as a person and your financial ability. But I find that there's, there's definitely something that happens when somebody says, I believe in that. Like people come into the shop, they'll get juice. Like they are already on a, on a like complete dynamic level of the cellular level committing to that product working exactly versus well they told me to take this stuff in a bottle taking it you know yeah unless it's a pain medication or something like that that does affect hormones and receptors and stuff and kind of can trick you but so um it's it's time for us to kind of like wind up my goodness i think we should come and visit here once a month because we we have so much more to talk about (laughs) yeah we do so um when the Healing Arts Gathering mm-hmm. first came to the Tribe Collective Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sering Funstak was the first person. Ooh, he's so and he awesome. is a, a Tibetan Buddhist monk from India and told me to tell you that he was happy you were bringing healthy ways of eating to the people here. 
Aww. Like that's just aside. And yeah. then the next person that came was Lori Henderson, mm-hmm. who is local to our community, but she worked for years in the medical community. Oh, wow. and I didn't know that didn't until know that. her presentation. And so now she's doing her healing work through art and expressive means. Mm-hmm. And that's real powerful. She's had some training of her own. Mm-hmm. And so, um, this week or this month, the last Sunday of this month, we're going to have a medium, a local young medium, Sean Rutherford, mm-hmm. is going to talk about mediumship. And, you know, if people are interested, they can come. They don't have to come. It's we put it out there, and then you get to visit with other people who have a vested interest in the spiritual aspects of healing. Yeah. And he's awesome, too. Sean he is, is, he's is just amazing. way cool. And so it's just working. And I, I never realized when we just said yes to each other, we'd never even... I had no idea that we were going to have such turnouts. Uh, like each time I was like, oh, we might get four or five people. No, it's been like 20 people every time. But I didn't understand crazy. the depth of what we were each bringing to the table yeah, either. It is. It really, it's amazing because to have these people in this space. So right. like everything you do, everything you say, right, is some kind of physical energy that like presents itself and stays in the molecular ions of the air exactly. and affects the space. So it's so funny because when we get these, when you have lined up these amazing people to come and speak, the people who come to listen to them, it's like almost reverberated action. And it like, it increases the vibration. Yeah. Of the entire space and the food that you come and eat, you get, I feel like people get more healing that week. And you have comfort Cajun food there. That's so right. You know, it's not anti what is local or it's not anti anything. Mm -hmm. So I I just want to thank you, Mel, for coming. Thank you. And um, I look forward to, you know, let's do it again next month. Back here and more gatherings and more collective comings together. We look forward to seeing everybody on Sunday the 30th. Of July 2017. Yes. Not the 30th. Is it the 30th? No. It's the last Sunday of July 2017. I think it is the 30th. You got a calendar there? I do have a calendar. Let me look oh. at it really quick. And while she's looking, I just want to thank all of you who listen to these podcasts. And um, It is the 30th. It's the 30th. So if you're in Lafayette this Sunday, if this even gets published or you know, onto the waves before then, mm-hmm. I hope that you all come yes. and, and join Mel and I at... Um, the Tribe Collective Cafe. Yes. Lafayette. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Le Cadeau Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Begno. Matt Roberts produced the show. Thanks to AOC Community Media for the use of their facilities. For information about AOC, you can visit aocinc.org. Thank you very much. Merci beaucoup. The views and opinions expressed on this or any program on the AOC Podcast Network do not reflect the views and opinions of Lafayette Consolidated Government, Cox Communications, LUS Fiber, AOC Community Media, its board of directors, or its staff. To learn more about becoming a community media producer, visit us on the web at aocinc.org.